Well, you're guiding, Dylan, so you start the fucking show, bud. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestle Review. My name is Dylan. Got that pedophilic voice was John Hastings, um, and this week we're talking absolutely not slander, 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 slander. Shane, the dog fucker, Douglas. I am the franchise. Don't leave me alone with your pets. They're irresistible to me. Cut the fucking Dylan. <laughs> You just got franchised, oh, by yes. which I mean I ate all your dog food and fucked your cat. Yeah, you just got franchised. Can I have 50 bucks? I've got eight master's degrees. I'm an annoying liar. <laughs> I was thinking about saying 50 bucks, honestly, before this, but then I figured it would be more like 25. No, he'd want 50. <laughs> no. Shane Douglas is such a loser. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Loser Review. My name is Winner Hastings, and that is somewhat all right, Dylan Gott. It does seem like the wagon he hitched himself onto in wrestling, like everyone kind of falls into these cliques in wrestling, it seems like, and guys who have good wrestling careers seem like they fall into these cliques where like a guy who books or a guy who runs companies likes you and then you kind of follow him along. Obviously, a great example of this would be like... Vince McMahon loves him some Triple H. Even if he was a regional promoter, Triple H would be the head of that. He would be the top guy for that promotion. Shane Douglas weirdly falls into, and it's immediately in his career, falls into the Eddie Gilbert, Paul Heyman world, and it's just (laughs) Eddie Gilbert's dead, and then Paul Heyman didn't really work out. Paul Heyman's more of a user. Here's what I'm going to say about Shane Douglas. Overall, Shane Douglas. It's not that he's fallen in with Eddie Gilbert. Is it Shane Douglas is kind of an asshole, annoying liar, fuck. And but he's a very good wrestler. Like he is a very good wrestler. Could have had a much bigger career. He is to blame for everything he ever did. Um, and Paul Heyman is just he's like I need a fucking guy that looks like he could be in WCW or WWE, but he's here and he put up with it until he couldn't put up with it anymore. That's an interesting theory. It's not a theory. I don't. I don't deal in theories. Q is real. Oh, okay. The Boogaloo Boys <laughs> are correct. Trump is president. Justin Trudeau is a lizard. Prove me wrong. Part of QAnon is like, you know, you think it's a joke, but the boogeyman is partly based on uh, the pedophile cabal. <laughs> you imagine if QAnon got big enough that there was a stable of pedophiles in the WWF uh. because they just take the... <laughs> The pedophile cabal's out. Oh, my God. And then it's like, you know what? I'm starting to like these pedophile characters, and eventually the heels, the heel pedophiles turn out to be good guys. Who cares if they fuck a couple I can't kids? Wait in four, I cannot wait until four years from now when Vince McMahon finds out what QAnon is, and then we have, like, Essanon, Um, and it is that. Oh, my, my God. My God. The fans are being evacuated. My God. My God. They're storming the ring. They're, they're through. They are taking adrenochrome. My God. It All right. So Shane Douglas debuts in 1982. He is trained by Dominic Donucci. What do I know? You want to do a drop kick also on Bruno Sabatino, but not as good as him. <laughs> Dominic Donucci, who taught wrestling like the way you should teach wrestling, I think, which was, 
hey, it's fake. Here's how you punch a guy fake. If anyone asks you to punch them for real, they're a loser. Dominic Danucci, I made a pizza pie. Look at me done. My name is Dominic Danucci. Here's the thing you need to know about a wrestling. It is not a real fight. It is a fake fight. Uh, also, I had confidence and my friends are nice to me, so I can tell you that all you have to do is get in the ring and make some money. Now look at my wife's boobies. They are pert, even though she's in her 40s. <laughs> <laughs> you'll make a missile happy a cry i'm italian i owe you so much money the italians owe you money oh That's hello Mick Foley. i want to let you know that most people would take your body because i trained you all i want to do is watch you eat this cannoli <laughs> i'm so <laughs> i love before doing- you go to a wrestling match it's very important you eat the six meatballs and the two pounds of spaghetti uh, you need your carbs and your protein and the banana make sure your poopy a smoothie <laughs> I don't know if this is just a North American thing. Uh, for sure, it's also just a North American thing. But my Nana uh, had a uh, neighbor who was Italian for 40 years. Loved him. They talked all the time. Still called him an Italian. I don't know what pronouncing. Not Italian. I I first. really think that's a Canadian thing because I've only really heard it in Canadian. Those goddamn Italians. I mean, that was a southern accent. I know, but yeah, but that okay, weird John. Canadian one. I just remember because Ottawa very famously, and by famously means only in the pe- only mm-hmm. in Ottawa do you talk about Little Italy in Ottawa. Famous to two of yeah, us. Yes, famous to the people of Ottawa. Yes. And I remember uh, some of my grandfather's friends back when I was like six or seven years old. My grandfather was like, well, we could go over to Romero's. And one of them went, where the Italians are? I don't think so, Bernard. <laughs> Bernard. <laughs> That's rich. That's a, that is a man who was born to be a grandfather right there. Who's the grandfather here? It's probably Bernard. <laughs> he can't be the race car driver. I'll tell you that much for free. So, Dominic Nucci trains, tra- trains Troy Martin. There's going to be grandfathers named Zach. Your grandfather's name is Zach? About that. No, there's going to be, though. Oh, gr- Yeah, there's going to be a grandfather named Cody. Do you know how fucked up that world's going to be? <laughs> hey, I drugged your girlfriend's drink so you can fuck her. Granddad Cody. Hey, it's me, Granddad Cody. I just all laid on your skateboard. Also, uh, all your friends have been dosed by old me. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see your grandma's fucking tits <laughs> when she was prime? Yo, let me tell you about your grandma. I divorced her because her cunt started to smell like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Divorced grandparents? That's weird. <laughs> yeah, imagine there's going to be divorced grandparents. That's ridiculous. Well, this is all. I will say this thing about the greatest generation they made they had some faults but at least they're not like still trying to be sexy as old people you know what i mean they just died old and the minute fucking the minute the war ended they stopped trying to be sexy they were like i'll tell you what oh, was yeah. sexy murdering a bunch of people now it's time to tuck everything in <laughs> tuck those feelings into your life pants it's time to die at 70 mm, who those tumors aren't from smoking, they're from holding it in. Everybody knows granddad is sad. I'll tell you who else is going to be a sad granddad. That's Troy oh, Martin, yeah. a.k.a. Shane Douglas. So he's trained by Dominic DiNucci. He claims that he got a degree in politics and 11 master's degrees and is an annoying little bitch. And, oh, and he, was, uh, and he was in law school, which he didn't complete. Um, also, that is a key to every single person who's bitter... Not every single person, but there's a lot of people uh, in entertainment who are bitter because they were in law school and then they tried to be an entertainer and oopsie doopsie, 
they're bad at this. Yeah. But I recall there was a guy, I can't remember his name, and it's not important to this, but he stopped being a something and became, you know, this has happened a few times, especially in Canada. And within six months, they were like, why isn't it working out? This is, gr- I need to, I have to go get a job to support this. And I remember every time thinking, like, who around you at this made you think this is a financially viable industry at this moment? Like, <laughs> yeah, man, if you want to have money, here's a hint. Don't quit the job. Yeah, it's the weirdest. Show business is the weirdest thing where it's like, you're going to have to do it for free for like four or five years. First things first, I better quit my job. Well, why? (laughs) Yeah, I better not get a job where I can just take time off. I better quit my solid job just so I can make a Facebook status that gets some likes. Something that is much better, though, is that when a comedian has a family that has a real job and someone confronts them on the fact that they get to sleep in and that person freaks the fuck out. Saw that once at the back of the Rivoli in Toronto. Someone said, I w- can't wait until I'm full-time. I can sleep in. And the comedian went, you don't get to sleep in. You have to get up very early and work very hard. And then I asked that comedian <laughs> what time they got up that morning. And they said, 1 p.m. Hello! <laughs> I lied to them. So, Troy Martin, that's Shane Douglas's real name, because this is a shoot podcast. Yo, we're fucking shooters. We're shooting. Cage match has his first uh, match being a WWF job guy in 1986. Keep in mind, this guy is Pittsburgh-born, Pittsburgh-bred, and goddammit, he'll die Pittsburgh-dead. That means lung cancer. Eventually, he lands in the UWF for a short time before it folds, and he has time to hitch his wagon to Eddie Gilbert and Paul Heyman during that time. He also deals with Bill Watts, who... Even though he's in ECW, he shares the same opinions on wrestling as. Yeah, and also people of color. And also he claimed there you he go. also claimed that he saw Bill Watts uh, order the hobbling of a young wrestler because they didn't do something correct, which I believe, um, which begins also uh, Shane Douglas's weird trend of, I saw them do something horrible. And it's sort of like, at Shane, at a certain point, stand up and say something or walk the fuck away. I know it's very difficult. Yeah. I've been in those situations as well. It's really fucking hard. It's really fucking difficult, but it's this odd... I don't know. I just... I watched over five hours of Shane Douglas shoot interviews in preparation for this episode, and he's a really hard person to like, and that he's just kind of an asshole. Here's the thing. When Honky Tonk Man does nine hours of shoot interviews, it's like he's so silly that whatever. Yeah, it's just like, well, let me tell you about Miss Elizabeth. She put boogers on my penis. And you're like, that's good. That is good, clean fun. That is like, oh, Jerry Lawler, we can't talk about him because we're not at a school. And you're like, oh, very good, Wayne. Wayne, very good. And then you watch a Shane Douglas interview. And it, um, it's also, he talks so much about the geography of Pennsylvania. It makes you want to reach through the screen and punch him in the deck you're just well you see i was from new brighton pennsylvania which is about five towns up from pittsburgh but they always billed me as from pittsburgh because new brighton was not nearly as popular but i felt it was a betrayal because actually i related more to the city of philadelphia <laughs> <laughs> yes but yeah so he's in the uwf eddie gilbert's like oh man i'm on a lot of cocaine we better rename this kid troy something missy hyatt comes up with the name shane douglas then he claimed that he came up with it later and that caused a falling out between him and missy hyatt which is so good that's so good um and then of course uh eddie gilbert goes on to form um eastern championship wrestling with todd gordon while uh, Shane Douglas is bouncing around from he's there for the UWF invasion of the NWA and then he's in the NWA for a minute um, what happens in the NWA he's in the dynamic yeah, dudes with Johnny is, Ace, baby. baby 
beep, beep, beep. And Cornette has a very funny thing where it's oh, like, yes, I... well, Douglas was a good worker, but everybody fucking hated Johnny Ace because he's a little bitch pussy and he wouldn't fuck my wife. I tried to fuck my wife, but then it was me fucking her, so I got no nothing out if of it. You How do people bring up do this boring shit? To Jim Cornette, this is the story he tells. Well, we're in the spectrum, and they unfurled a, bath, uh, a bed sheet that just said, Shane sucks Johnny's dick. Or no, Johnny sucks Shane's dick. And then we're in the locker room later. <laughs> I said, Johnny, where are you going? And he said, I'm out to suck Shane's dick. And that's the Jim Cornette tells that story legitimately most shooter interviews. Like it, you could tell. He, well, did you see the dynamic dudes? Oh, how they dressed? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. it is. It is hot. It certainly is. It is. You know what it is? It is magically delicious. Also, the dynamic dudes. And Shane Douglas does make this point, which is great, which is if they just made them heels in the South, they would have been over huge. If they had just been like, we skateboard and you guys are bad, that, they would have been hated. Essentially, if they did them as evil Billy and Chuck, but never quite said it, would have also worked. Yeah. Oh, man. Or just like upper crust skateboarders, because like they just held skateboards uncomfortably. And that, I don't think, has ever been really... Yeah explored where like someone who this happened a lot when i was in high school is that skateboarding was so popular that kids would just buy skateboards and hold them or rest on them but you would never see them use that skateboard and i remember my friend mike one time was like you don't know how to fucking skateboard to this kid and the kid was like that's ridiculous why would i buy a skateboard if i don't know how to skateboard and he was like because you're a fucking loser skateboard right now and then the kid was like i can't i feel a lot of pressure and then we ruined that kid's life but dylan is a bully but the dynamic dudes for those of you who haven't seen it it's like honestly it's like a 80s fitness video the way they dress there was yeah, like they are um, dressed like hal johnson they wear and tights McLeod. and then they wear tie off they wear shirts that they tie themselves at the stomach and it's clearly what what's happening and it is a good idea the weird thing about the dynamic dudes that it is a good idea is that everyone in the nwa is pissed off because essentially ted turner buys this company and then all these guys come in and i don't think anyone's ever thought of this perspective of the nwa is that like they look at all these southern wrestlers where it's like oh well there's cowboy there's cowboy steve and there's a uh, cattle rustler, Greg, and then there's shoot boy, Dougie, and they're like, so all these are weird Southern characters. Uh, no, we have Klansman, Greg, Robert E. Lee, the wrestler, and then of course the South won the war. Yeah, let's not forget, of course, uh, Dixie. She is the valet for all of these wrestlers, and she is in blackface. <laughs> Exactly. And uh, so what he does is like, hey, skateboarding is popular. Why don't we get two people to skateboard? But the problem is, of course, it's wrestling. So it's like, all right, well, here's the people we can tell you how to skateboard. Uh, this guy who's uh, he's a good looking young kid, but he just keeps telling everyone he is a lawyer and he has nine master's degrees. Here's why this is the beginning of Shane Douglas not being liked is because I because apparently he would do shit like he would walk up to Ric Flair where Ric Flair is just like like eating some food right before taping and being like I don't like how this is going for us. Can you change it? Of course. And Ric Flair's like no. Cuz Ric Flair, yeah, Ric Flair's going to be an asshole. That must be more of their 92 run no. cuz 92 run is where Shane Douglas gets that's where he's like his he's the original Marcus Alexander Bagwell. He's just like he's young, he's here to uh, yeah yeah, baby face, baby. Yes, but no, but it begins with Flair here because Flair's not there for Ooh. all of the ninety two run. Flair is in fucking WWW. 
That's true, actually. That's very true. And this must be very frustrating because, like, on top, this is the other thing about the NWA. On top in the NWA is Flair and Funk and Flair and Steamboat. And the undercard is the Dynamic Dudes and uh, Shanghai Pierce making out in the middle of the ring. Yeah. No, this is why the, the, the NWA is so crazy in that WCW NWA basically had two phases. Either the main events are the best things ever and the undercards are insane or the undercards are phenomenal and the main event is like, it's Hulk Hogan just reading from his letters to black people. <laughs> that is true. That is true where it's like that, what is that, that seven, that um, seven match long tournament with Booker T and Chris Benoit that like got them both over. Yeah, the Rick Martel series of matches with Booker T. Yeah, and then like on top is like Kevin Nash just trying to sell you diet supplements. Yeah, yeah, and then for forty five minutes. So we're gonna hear about a thing called Alpha Brain in a couple years by a short guy who's in a show where people eat dog shit. Everyone go to Dave Waits Instagram. He has started just photoshopping himself into various Alpha Brain ads. If you haven't seen the Alpha Brain ads with Joe Rogan, by the way, you think that they're they were done by the Onion, and Dave Wade is now editing himself into them. Holy fucking shit. Just the original one is so orange and has Joe Rogan's face so prominently in it and a lion. And it is like it's so good. And then I'm like, oh, Joe Rogan's too, too much of a rich guy now. Like he got a hundred million dollars and he's lost his goddamn fucking touch. Phenomenal. I don't know. Those those ads were around beforehand, man. If you want to talk, if you want to have a separate podcast where we talk about just Joe Rogan being weird. we can Oh, the that. Joe Rogan review. I mean, we'd be that Either talking about Joe Rogan or just going hard right wing, which is something that I'm debating with comedian Alpha, Alfie Brown. Uh, 100%. Is the key to fame at this point. Going hard right wing. Just like if the, we... St- no, it's Ew. not. You just get more shine because people talk about you because you're a villain, much like Shane Douglas. Oh, what a fucking bring back. Now, listen, here's the thing. With there you go. No, we got to talk about him in the WWF. Here's what happens in WWF in 1990. This is my favorite. He goes to the WWF. Go really uh, well. He he goes over a bunch. Yeah. His dad gets sick. Vince says it's okay. We'll have you back. And then <laughs> he has to come back as, as a teacher. <laughs> but that's what happens. It's like literally, it's like less than a year. It's just over a year. Sorry, he does some job matches. His dad got sick, and he asked for some time off. Um, and he does come back. His dad, of course, passes away. Um, which is that's sad. It's very sad. And uh, 1992, he resurfaces in WCW as I'm a good, nice guy, Shane Douglas, and starts teaming with Ricky Steamboat. I've been trained by Magnum TA. I'm a good, handsome boy. Yeah, trains uh, trains man, uh, uh, Ricky Steamboat. It's very fucking weird. It's very political at that point. It gets fucky and weird and screwy again. He lose. They lose the tag belts, but they lose it because they're under masks. But it's not actually them. It's the weirdest finish ever. Um. Shane has a lot of issues backstage again, and then he's causing a lot of controversy and being a little bitch boy. And then he heads to for his first run in ECW. ECW. This yes, this is Todd Gordon's Eastern, Eastern Championship Wrestling. They are officially in the NWA. They're dealing a lot with Dennis Coraluzzo, who is someone we very briefly have talked about on the program. Dennis Coraluzzo was an NWA promoter in the Northeast. Uh, Jim Cornette claimed he had mafia ties. He thought like this. Um, he was very weirdly of proportion and was an odd, weird man who died suddenly. So you know what that means? Dylan loves him. Uh, so they <laughs> arranged an NWA tournament. The thing is, is Eastern Championship Wrestling was immediately very popular because that portion of 
the Northeast was always sort of starved for wrestling because you forget that their territory was also killed in that because their territory was the WWF, the WWF going national, they lost having weekly wet wrestling in Philadelphia, weekly wrestling around the uh, tri-state area, all of that sort of stuff. So that, that sort of void is filled by Eastern Championship Wrestling, originally with Eddie Gilbert, financed by Todd Gordon. Eddie Gilbert turns out is a real fucking X factor. And so he fucks off. He's replaced by Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman looks at Shane Douglas and goes, well, that guy actually can wrestle as opposed to these other guys that are huffing paint. So get in the ring. You're the champ. Well, yes, this is the thing is that the original NWA NWA Eastern Championship Wrestling had um, their champions were like Snuka, Don Morocco. The, when Shane Douglas debuts in ECW, he joins the stable with Heyman, Don Morocco, Jimmy Snuka, and Eddie Gilbert, which is like old, old, old Shane Douglas is the new blood, and exactly what you said. He's like a big league wrestler who's actually in shape, and he's going to be feuding with like the Sandman in loose pants, because if it's too tight, he might puke up the hot dogs he ate. Oh. Yeah, this is, and I can't believe I'm saying it, the early Sandman ECW is the most unhealthy Sandman, and that's crazy. Yeah, and it's like he has a mullet and a rat tail at the same time. It's wonderful. It's also the Sandman, he's like, he hasn't learned that he should just get his calories from booze. He's like, well, I'm eating and drinking. That's stupid. I got a cut. Time to just drink. (laughs) But this is, he's an important, I think Douglas is an important, like, midway point for ECW in that, like, it sounds obvious now but it's like in 1993 hearing someone actually talk with about their real feelings using a microphone and making it explicit that this is how i really feel is pretty crazy and the fact that he explicitly had valets and essentially would be like i'm fucking her and everyone would be like Woo! <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We lack sex. Um, and then it leads to the nwa tournament which we all know what happens which is shane douglas wins the nwa title throws it down renames ECW Extreme Championship Wrestling and boom, away they fucking go. And in the most beautiful wrestling thing ever, the other NWA promoters, as opposed to just saying nothing, which would have allowed, they'd be like, no, that didn't happen, whatever. It caused this whole controversy where they're like, no, he is the champion. This is fucked up. They tried to like maintain kayfabe, even though they're now just like a loose organizations of independence. And it's fucking wonderful. And ECW is hugely elevated at this point. Yeah, well, the I never really like explicitly heard a lot about this, but there is a there is some pretty good stuff online if you want to listen to Shane Douglas's own episode about it on his uh, weird podcast, and then there's another um, couple people who have like kind of short videos about it online. But basically, the NWA tried to put their dick down and be like, "We're the NWA. You have to do what we say." And Todd Gordon, Paul Heyman, and Eddie Gilbert put their head together and were like, "No, you're nothing now." Because you understand, this is like, the last time you saw the NWA title, yeah, the last time they saw the NWA title was 10 pounds of gold on Ric Flair, then they switch out and go to the big belt, and this is like, they're trying to make the NWA title a major title again, and Shane Douglas immediately just shits all over that. Yeah, they really, it's also like, why would you trust... Who am I going to trust? Well, Eddie Gilbert just sold his own shoes for Coke. That other guy clearly looks like a child's drawing of a rat <laughs> who owns a pawn shop. And uh, Polly Dangerously, arguably one of the most deceitful people when it comes to wrestling business. I better go trust those three guys. Those three guys seem like they wouldn't fuck me. 
Well, yeah, and uh, and then previously, like Carluzzo went on a radio show, which is like the first shoot radio show hosted by Mike Tanay, and talked about how Shane Douglas was kind of a shitty worker and like no show to show. No, he said, "Don't bother booking Shane Douglas because he'll take your money and no show." But what he meant was. He's going to be the NWA champion. He's going to be booked through the NWA. But what it came off as is exactly Shane Douglas is unreliable. And Shane Doug- and Douglas was like, this isn't my full-time gig. 80% of my money I make is off Weird Indies. You fucked me. So obviously he was pissed off at Carluzzo. Thus it all happens. But then obviously you get e- ECW and uh, Shane Douglas becomes I work at, like everyone else in the WWF, but I swear more. That's cool. That's so cool. He starts swearing. He also starts really getting jacked. He. This is where I think he becomes a bad worker, because I wanted to say that off the top, but it's like he starts doing HGH as evidenced by the fact that his head is the size of Barry Bond's head now, but he's just starts getting yoked as shit and starts becoming super slow, but because of that and because of how everyone looks in the WWF and WCW, I mean, it's a... It was a solid business decision to become that yoked, but I think there's an alternate universe where Shane Douglas just stays slim like a fucking fish, like a dolphin, and he's a good worker for the rest of his life. But it's like, every time I saw his match, I'm like, yeah, this guy's okay. I don't get why. I think he was a good worker for the 80s, and then they transitioned out of that that style. Yeah, and then he just became this weird NWA. He became the ECW champion and mostly was just like, he's just a violent man. Yeah, it was a weird thing where it's like he does create this franchise character, which of course Triple H takes and Jeff Jarrett takes, and like everyone else does. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, he basically becomes tr- like he becomes post DX Triple H and phenomenal. But what's weird is is that in the middle he stops and goes to fucking um he he goes to he goes and becomes WWF. yeah WWF and becomes oh fuck off microphone and becomes Dean Douglas. It's the weirdest thing that he stops in the middle of it and is like. Um. Well, there's only one thing we can do, and that's become Dean Douglas now. Yeah. Well, he does this great stuff. Like he, 1995, he forms the Triple Threat with Benoit and Malenko, the first Triple Threat. Um, he brings in his own referee because he says ECW's lawless, which is pretty cool. And who is that referee? Name that referee, uh, Dylan. Do you know who that referee? Oh, I said Bill Alfonso. Oh, I only heard he brought in the referee. And thank fucking God, Bill Alfonso. Fuck me. I fucking love Bill Alfonso. Yeah, just a man who chews cigarettes. Nothing says, like, this is my reputable referee, like a guy with no teeth. Daddy, 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 I like S&M. <laughs> you got to watch Todd Gordon's shoot interviews. There's a lot of information about Bill Alfonso being a crackhead and liking S&M. Are all Todd Gordon's shoot interviews just him lying on a bed <laughs> with the shades drawn? I mean, they all do take. They take place. There's a lot of Todd has sex with people stories. There's also a lot of Bill. Bill Alfonso apparently got a girl that liked to fuck all the wrestlers hooked on drugs, and Todd Gordon admonished him because he's like, "You ruined the person we had sex with, uh, Bill," and he was like, "I'm sorry, Daddy." <laughs> also, for some reason, <laughs> I imagine Todd Gordon's all shoot interviews are like, "We're gonna have to go to the toilet, then back to the bed, then you asked it back." To the yeah, toilet, yeah, yeah. and sometimes the tub if it's too much for the toilet. Here's the thing you need to know about Too Cold Scorpio: his penis is bigger, but mine will also be in there at the same time. <laughs> so he comes to WWF as Dean Douglas. Now this is where he Shane Douglas has all his problems with the clay. Cool. 
and he also he like he claims the click is like we're gonna hobble the pirate it's like the pirate gimmick was annoying and stupid like i don't agree with how the fucking click behaved they were all a bunch of shitty bullies they fucking were rude to bam bam bigelow who was the best part of wrestling at that time they any group that gives themselves a name bone skulls crew we're named after the dice or the click it's the sound the seatbelt makes fuck you um is annoying as fuck but uh, that doesn't matter at all because also by the way they're mispronouncing clique it also has always bothered me <laughs> well i mean the real root of this and the reason that i think it doesn't work is a shane douglas is not that good at wrestling for this like for the 80s sure i guess when he was younger but he's not at this point what the other side always claims which was shane douglas had a really bad match with the one two three kid and the, and the one two three kid was the guy you had to have a match with to to he was the one who showed you the wwf style you do a house show loop with him he'd show you sort of the wwf style that's how they would sort of gauge yeah exactly so kid comes through and says he doesn't have it and then he starts working with razor ramon pretty much immediately and razor and him don't really have good matches and the other thing is even as far as his character it's not like shane douglas had this character he could export from ecw like so many other people do have characters you can export right from ecw to another promotion and immediately get them over because douglas has never really had a character work that wasn't like i'm the best guy in this company and the only reason it worked in ecw is because hey shane douglas is from ec from wcw and it's one of those things where that ecw would do where he comes into the company at such a high point that people are just excited that they got a guy from wcw in ecw and that's why his character works and he comes in i'm the franchise i'm the best person here and you look around you're like yeah i mean there's fucking 200 people here you are clearly too good for this federation and you can't come in as like i'm the franchise i'm the best here when Shawn michaels is here it's like no clearly that guy's no, better i'm gonna disagree <laughs> with you it could have worked if he'd come in and been like no i'm better than you guys and they were like better than that guy and he's like yeah just saying you're the franchise though you kind of have to be already established as being great it's kind of like his character was rick flair's character but without the nature boy part it was just i'm the champ and you're like all right i guess what else do you have what what do you have that's like impressive Oh, I do this. My finishing moves like a, a, I, I drop on my knees and you or your shoulder hits my shoulder or your chin hits my shoulder and you're dead. The franchiser. What a terrible move. And obviously the belly to belly was his finisher, which he the storyline is he gets that off of Magnum TA, which is a cool storyline. But then you look at it with no context. And you're like, OK, his finisher is a belly to belly. All right. Yeah, even in every shoot interview, he always talks about learning and perfecting the belly to belly, and it's very off-putting. It's like that's a Steiner. That's Rick Steiner's like one of the suplexes Rick Steiner does. Not even his suplex. It's just like one of them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but he's just much better at it. Oh, that's true. He, you can tell when you look at Rick Steiner and Shane Douglas that one of them would hurt you more, and you could tell it is Shane Douglas. Yeah, yeah. Shane Douglas would hurt you more, but emotionally with his annoying conversation. But I mean, like, even when ECW was on and I was the biggest ECW head in the world and I heard about this stuff with uh, that Razor Ramon and Diesel and Shawn Michaels didn't like him for the first time, I was like, yeah, he sucks. <laughs> like, I just had no context for 93 to 95 Shane Douglas, which is literally everything he does that's good is in those three years. Yeah. I mean, but what is also crazy is... Um, 
how quickly Dean Douglas is there for how much it's a remembered, discussed moment. Well, it's a landmark moment because it's like the first time that one of these ECW guys moves to the WWF and doesn't work out. And like, it's the first time that they bring this dude up to the WWF and just kind of piss all over his character in ECW and send him back. And then that 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 keeps on happening obviously as the years go on cuz you get Sandman comes through, even Raven, you know what I mean? But like he's the first guy where it's like, are you going to make him Shane Douglas? No, he's Dean Douglas, he's a teacher. Oh, okay, so he's like a really good technical wrestler. Um no, he explicitly is a teacher. No, yeah, no, he's actually just teaching and he's got um he's got very off-putting tr- uh uh, trunks and i hate him yeah he is a, but he's a he's a good talker or whatever anyway the run the run doesn't really work out he also towards the end of it I say this right now that is the greatest fucking underselling of how fucking much it didn't fucking work out yeah well he he and then he gets injured which i honestly think the injury is another big part of why he ends up having such a rough back end of the 90s is he has this really bad injury during a match and they still he still takes the razor's edge because it's suggested by one of the road agents, yeah, 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 which yeah. is good. So he then heads back to ECW, and we will take a break, and then we're gonna, on the other side we're going to cover uh, the feud with the Pitbulls, where he may or may not have actually grabbed a man with a broken neck by the halo. Uh, yes, we're going to cover my personal favorite Shane Douglas time, his run in WCW, where he was part of the Revolution. Ooh, and the new blood, and he messed up a cradle so badly with Rick Steiner that they both stopped the match on Thunder. Yeah, that's very good. And also, let's never forget the fact that they actually tried to have him and Ric Flair have some matches because of the whole Dick Flair thing. And it was bad. Certainly was. All right, after the break, in, in the break, <laughs> by the way, Dylan's going to have full diarrhea in my mouth. Mm. Ooh. I call it soup because it's so good for me. Hey, Dylan, have you ever thought about giving us money because we fucking do a good fucking job for these fucking ungrateful fans? They're all pieces of shit. Every fucking week, we take time to research this show, then forget most of it and talk about who would like to come on. Yeah. And by, I think that deserves money. And by we, we mean a guy we've met a few times and he needs money because I keep promising to pay him. But then I say, no, haven't earned it. Why? <laughs> yeah. I spend the money on candy and hummus separately. I, I don't I don't dip the candy <laughs> in hummus. That would be a Old taste. Snickers sensation. bar hummus Hastings over here needs money. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Or rate and subscribe on iTunes, or do both. And here's another one. Fucking shut the fuck up, buddy. Yeah. Right now, are you talking? Are you talking? Are you talking to me? Where are you listening on? Were you doing dishes? Tur- fucking tur- break all your dishes, you fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> shut your cock washer and use your fucking dick grabbers to give us some fucking money. Yes. Now, this is the part of Shane Douglas and ECW I want to talk about. No fucking intro. Straight fucking in. Here's what it is. Um, Shane Douglas he comes back to ECW. He's now full franchise. He's got a fucking ponytail. He's wearing yellow. He's walking to the ring to perfect strangers. Francine is around. Sh- her gimmick is that she will fuck Shane and other people. <laughs> Francine is undoubtedly one of the best valets ever during this period, too, because it's like this person who is mean and easy to make fun of. And that is perfect wrestling heel. Very easy to make fun of. And what's even better, what is even fucking better, and this is one of the best things that fuck... Yeah, exactly, because Shane Douglas, it's, it is the best 
wrestling bad guy gimmick ever. He's the old captain of the football team who fucked everyone's girlfriend, and now he's this guy. And it's amazing. Like, Shane Douglas, in terms of vibe and promo, yes, his in-ring work at this point is basically punch, kick, weird franchiser move, belly-to-belly suplex. But his vibe walking to the ring is so fucking annoying. This is the this is the high dirge of the triple threat, where it's Candido, Bigelow, Prospect, Lance Storm, eventually with Don Marie. Best part, by the way, is Don Marie is the dumber, eviler France scene, and that's so good. Really? Yeah, that was a good... Prospect, Lance Storm was good. I don't know if this was, for me, the... I think the best one was Bigelow, Candido, and... Douglas because Bigelow just adds that extra like actual no, big I, man. I'm talking but the, that one very quickly they have Prospect Landstorm as well. No, I know Prospect Landstorm was before Bigelow, right? Or was that after Bigelow? No, no, no. I thought it was Oh after. no, cuz the first one the new triple threat when he comes back is Candido and Brian Lee. Yeah, it's Candido and Brian Lee and then Brian Lee leaves and they keep being like is Brian Lee Rick Rude or is Rick Rude Brian Lee? No, no, no. No, the triple threat Bigelow um Candido Douglas is one of the better stables ever in wrestling. It's so fucking good. It's so well orchestrated. It's the perfect combination of the leader, the enforcer, the new blood, and then they have this fun prospect. It gets so fucking enjoyable. It's so fucking good. His promos are great. He breaks one of the breaks Pitbull two Pitbull one's neck. Mm-hmm. As far as I can tell, legitimately, and because it's ECW, he then still keeps coming to television in a fucking halo. For those who don't know what a halo is, Dylan, explain it. He, um, It's exactly like a dog's thing, but except they have, literally, they have uh, a cone around his neck, and then they have rods to stabilize his neck, and then he pulls on the rods, and the metal halo slams him down, and you're like, what the fuck (laughs) it's it's so fucking hard to watch it's to repair a broken neck and it keeps the neck completely stable but there's there's screws in the guy's skull like you can't move at all and shane douglas grabs a man by that and throws him on the ground in the most ecw thing ever of who paid that man to get that happen he was he was not paid he was voluntold to come here (laughs) exactly but one thing small part about this angle that I do remember that I do want to talk about is when they have Rick Rude come out and it, who knows if it's Brian Lee, who knows if it's Rick Rude and the reveal is it is Rick Rude and also the reveal is that uh, I love the character of like Shane Douglas is a shitty guy that fucks chicks. You think you're a shitty guy that fucks chicks? I'm the first and shittiest guy to ever fuck chicks. <laughs> like That was literally the character where it's like, uh, you think you're a scumbag? Well, I deal pills to kids, and uh, I don't even get money back. I just want them to be addicted. I, th- I once threw bacon at a Jewish guy, Shane Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? But that's pretty much Rick Rick Rue's character. Uh, Shane Douglas, exactly. He's just an awful man. That's his whole character. And it works for him during this period. And it becomes more angle-dependent because, as I said, it was a result of that injury. And he puts on a good 20 pounds of just like, ooh, baby, I love pills. Oh, yeah. He is bloaty and he is uh, ready to chokey a human being out because he is on drugs. But then he gets into the feud with Taz, the great feud with Taz, so which good. finally just the fe- great feud with Taz. That we're so you can watch so many of the promos where it's 
the franchise would give him a shot if Taz would do three receipts. And it's so, it's like convoluted, weird Paul Heyman booking. You get the FTW belt because Shane Douglas is super injured because he breaks his wrist, but they don't have anyone else to put the belt on. So there's like, he's still the champion for some reason because EC does shut up. Finally builds to Taz getting the belt in uh, one of Shane Douglas's better matches of this time and also a better ECW match in that it's somewhat technical and it's like there's a lot of fun suplexes and great spots like that. It's very strong style, Dylan, I would say. Would you say it's a good example of strong style? Ooh, I mean, it's all right. It's it's Taz doing suplexes. If you ever don't disagree, don't agree with me again, Dylan. Don't disagree. Oh, but no, this, And it's fun promos. Like, Go ahead. They do something that I think they should totally do in wrestling more, which is they don't even build it up as heel and babyface because they know that in ECW there's no rhyme or reason to what makes someone a heel or a babyface. The crowd just decides that. So they just go, uh, it's Brooklyn versus Pittsburgh, which is great because within our territory, here are the two towns. They hate each other. Let's have fun. Oh, yeah. Well, you just make yeah. it like a fucking you just make it like a an actual game. It's pretty great. This is also ECW on pay-per-view. This also, as it turns out, is sort of the fucking swan song of the franchise in ECW. Uh, depends on who you ask on what happened. And Paul Heyman claimed, well, the reason actually, Shane, is because are you familiar with the cave theory? And then no one listens to Paul Heyman. Everyone knows. Oh, no, it's definitely about money. <laughs> but they all leave that the, um, sorry, the... If, Douglas comes Douglas and the triple threat disband in 98 and 99 is kind of really like we're done with Shane Douglas in ECW which is something I think that ECW did a lot that I don't think gets talked about is that like the part of the thing that made ECW good was that it was a territory and that people just left because you got tired of these things like think about this dude's career think about how long Seth Rollins has been in the exact same spot in the WWE, and within two years, everyone's like, oh, Shane Douglas is back. He's great. I'm tired of him. Make him leave now. And by 99, he's just jobbing to just incredible. Hang the fuck on, you fuck. Mm -hmm. Let me speak. Don't breathe. No breathing. People are sick of Seth Rollins. Wrestling is always like, people always start acting like, well, in territories... WWE has the same problem. Everyone just gets sick of people. Like it took how it took them eight years to refresh Roman Reigns, and everyone's like, "This is great." And I guarantee you, give it thirty more days, and everyone's like, "If they call him the head of the tribe one more time, I swear to fucking God." Well, it's just shitty, like seeing the same thing on TV over and over again. Like everyone loved Game of Thrones, but like, can you imagine if Game of Thrones was just every week? People would be like, "I get it. The mountain's big." go away yeah no it's exactly it's the reason why seinfeld is so popular is that it's sort of the same but sort of different throughout all the episodes and it's just sort of on but you're not it's not what you're watching for six hours a week yeah exactly whereas wrestling is but douglas in 99 has some good stuff of course he continues to feud with taz and um eventually just turns babyface because it's 1999 and everyone's left <laughs> everyone's left Paul Heyman's not paying anyone anymore. Shane Douglas, as at the time he leaves ECW, is claimed to have been owed over a hundred thousand dollars just because Paul Heyman would, um, if he promised him a hundred dollars, he would just give him seventy-five times every single time he wrestled. Of course, yeah. Um, uh, Tommy Dreamer claims that what he would have to do to get paid was he would just go find, he would wait for the merch money to come in, he would take it, 
tell Paul I'm taking this money and he'd be like I need I need it though and he's like I haven't been paid in six months and he's like okay <laughs> oh I forgot that I do you do this for money oh yeah I forgot that only I'm I thought I'm the only one who gets money CW. But it is this weird thing where it's like Hello, within everyone. a couple Welcome years. Welcome to Paul Heyman Business School. Uh, what you want to do, my client? Yes, uh, well, all right. So you, what you want to do is you want to find a bunch of people that have dreams. You want to pretend and make sure that they believe you to be a good businessman. What you then want to do is have a bunch of lanyards around your neck and wear a large coat. Then <laughs> what you want to do is make sure that you get all the money. I never thought of it before, but can you imagine showing up to like a place of just like a bingo hall with a bunch of lanyards? People are like, do you have a pass to be at a better place? Why are you here? <laughs> this is my VIP pass to take a dump in the showers because the bathrooms <laughs> aren't working. <laughs> this pass gets me into my mummy's house. <laughs> this is a pass to go first at the hot dog stands where everything's a dollar. ECW. <laughs> Ah, and this is a card that lets me show to New Jack that he won't stab me. <laughs> that is one thing about ECW and about like the Ted Reeves Arena. Whenever Ring of Honor did uh, shows here, it's like down the street from me, and they kept the prices that they had for Saturday morning hockey for the wrestling fans, and it was just me and a bunch of other doughy men being like. I'm just going to say a number of hot dogs, <laughs> and then that's how much the hot dogs are going to cost. This is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> Can I have 87 hot dogs? That's $87. <laughs> Take me away. I'm in heaven. Yes, I love the... Uh, who invented the hot dog? There's a man just walking around going, I like meat and I like tubes. Pretty much. I mean, it was, uh, it was actually like basically... People in baseball, people were scared of Germans and they hated the new Germans in the late 1890s. So some Irish guy was like, put a bun around it and call it a dog. And then they did. And then Anglos were like, no, this is a different thing. It's not a dirty German sausage. It's a hot dog now. I That's literally how it was. It I, was just racism. It was like, course. put a bun on it and call it a sandwich. There's All a right. of like, oh, man, now... Uh, now everyone's filled with conspiracy theories and stuff like that. I'm like, you go back to the 1880s, and they were like, let me tell you who, uh, guess who fucks baby Jesus? An Irishman. Get him out of here. Like, like, if you think that, like, they're, like, human beings are just scum from day one. Yeah, and it's so funny that, like, baseball, at first it was like, it wasn't hot. Hot dogs weren't even the winners. It was like, is a hot dog or ham ham sandwiches? So you imagine there's an alternate universe where everyone just pounded ham sandwiches. Oh, I mean, I want to live in that world. Welcome, welcome to Dodger Stadium, everyone. Make sure you got your fucking ham sandwich. Who else? So yeah. much spilling. Just oh. drunk people spilling oh. so much. There would be so uh, so much ham just thrown at baseball players. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Just any Chicago game, they would have to remove. We can. You can't sell the sandwiches after the third inning, but they just throw ham at the umpire. How embarrassed were you? Would you be if someone threw ham at you? <laughs> oh, that made my. I'd know I was on a good track. They were rewarding me with ham. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. I, I didn't realize everyone wanted me to be out because they're giving me my favorite gift. <laughs> so 
Douglas does luck in and just being like around in 1993 and basically getting this spot as being the champion of ECW in perpetuity for, forever. Yeah, six years. And then he, yeah, he loses to Justin Credible a lot as they're transitioning Justin Credible into being the like, he's the grunge version of the franchise. I actually, we I, know he's going to be here because he has no other, you guessed it, options. Yeah, for some reason, they don't want him in the WWF because they think he should just still be Aldo Montoya. Uh, <laughs> Do you think it's too on the nose to give you the I work for free title, Justin? Justin, is it possible that you could clean my asshole with your tongue? I'm just seeing <laughs> what you'll do, ECW. Uh, I could give you your money tonight, Justin, or I could give you these magic beans. <laughs> Uh, Justin, now, welcome. Have you ever heard of uh, Bernie Madoff? He's my uh, hero, and he's up to something that you'll find out in about 10 years. Anyway, give me your money, and you'll get a 10% investment on paper only. I'm Paul Heyman. Um, but Douglas does a really important thing, which is he has the ECW world title for over 400 days. He has multiple runs with the ECW world title that are over 300 days. And yeah, because basically from 93 to 99, it's like Raven and Sh Raven and Shane. They're the two people with the belt who's going to fight them. Well, when it's Sandman and Raven feuding, Raven's got the belt, then he doesn't. And then it's uh, and then then Shane's got the belt. Shane's got the belt. Who's got the belt? Well, guess who it is? It's Shane. Because they're the only two guys that we know will be here until they're not. Bye bye. That's literally it. It's just Shane has the title, Raven has the title. But he, uh, towards the end, I want to say he does something very important, which is he double stamp erase it, puts over Taz. Where I think the first time when Taz wins the world title, it's like you have to win the world title in ten minutes. You did everything I said, but you have to win the title in ten minutes, and then Taz does. You know what I mean? It's like totally set up where Shane Douglas is just going to get away with getting away with the title as a heel does. But it's like, no, Taz won because he's the fucking best. Oh, bro. it's fucking That's... great. I love it. I love everything about it. So he it. does that solid. And that is really the final high point. They use him properly. 1999, as you said, he's jobbing to uh, just incredible. And then where is he going? This is, the, this is the part of Shane Douglas I love. Time to go to WCW in 99, baby. Oh, boy. Let's... During these two years though i'm sure he made back all the money he lost in ecw which good for him this is the this is the the reason why he doesn't have to become a target manager until 2006 is because this time period he makes a fuckload of money because you have to remember vince russo comes in from the wwf he has been told ecw is the future so he immediately snatches up shane douglas for i assume probably if i know anything about wcw contracts he's making a couple of hundred thousand a year to basically just go to the ring, wear a t-shirt, talk about being in the revolution. And I got a news for you. Shane Douglas fits in really well at this time. This is a weird yeah, time. He's their manager. He's their wrestler. He's a wrestler, but their, really yeah, more so he's a manager for all these guys who don't who can't talk. Like cuz it's Benoit, Malenko, Perry Saturn, uh Conan's also in it and Kidman. Yeah, and well yes, and then the thing is is that and they also become a crew in the back trying to be like hey can you be better at all of this this is really shit because this is the weird time where it's like it's russo it's bischoff it's bischoff it's russo oh my god how is the halloween havoc main event ending hulk hogan's lost the belt but he won it to sting in some fashion i don't know like it's so fucking crazy 
Uh, this is also the period in time, by the way, like that they put the belt on Benoit, and then Benoit, Malenko, Guerrero, and Saturn. By the way, the other people that would have asked that went were part of that meeting were Conan and Shane. Were all given their release, but Shane and Conan said no, we'll stay. Um, which is, by the way, why Shane gets an uptick after they leave because they were like he showed loyalty. Them not realizing, no, what he showed was uh, he is uh, he has bad blood at the WWF, so there's nothing he could do. Yeah, Vince McMahon doesn't want him back, and the way he left in 1995 by Douglas's claims is basically Vince. He was one of the guys Vince was going to short because he hadn't been with the company that long. So he was like, well, no, we'll pay you. It's coming down the pipe. And then Shane Douglas was like, no, fuck you. I'll just leave for ECW and not get paid there. I'll not get paid there and have some fucking morals, Vince, you fuck. Well, at least you do stuff where people are like, oh, look back on it. You're like, oh, that was cool. Instead of like, yeah, Dean Douglas. You're cool, Dean. It's Dean. I'm the franchise. I mean, the teacher, Dean Douglas. Welcome, everyone, to ECW, and I'm sad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to ECW. Can I please take your order, please? I love this new rat bastard Paul Heyman character we've invented. Like, welcome, everyone, to ECW. I have been eating scabs. Um, All right. (laughs) Sorry, I was trying to do. uh, I was trying to do the franchise. But anyway, yeah, he says, uh, he he starts saying, you've been franchised. He really does. People. He starts saying a lot of times, and every time he says it, it's not good. Yeah, he stands up, and he has like a belt amp and a microphone, and he does it a lot at the Mandarin. He finishes an entire seafood tray at the Mandarin and goes, this trip just got franchised, and then they make him leave. Are, and it's such a Canadian thing, which is the Chinese fast food buffets, but are those coming back? The Mandarins? I don't. I hope that COVID just gets rid of the buffet industry as a whole. I don't think anyone benefits off the buffet industry. Uh, disagree. You've never, you ne- you've never fucking lived for, yeah, you don't eat for a full 24 hours. You walk into a Mandarin, wink in the mirror, and go, time to show them what I got. <laughs> here's what I got. Diabetes now. Yeah, yeah. Here, um, here's what I got. One less foot. Didn't need that one. They try him in a couple. So the revolution um, the revolution doesn't work out. Then he has a couple of matches with Ric Flair, and it's like Shane Douglas is past his prime. Ric Flair is past his prime. Can we quickly just discuss the issue he has with Ric Flair? So the things he claims... I don't fully understand it, to be honest. Neither do I. This is the thing, and I, I've watched Shane Douglas himself talk about it, is it's like, I think what it is is Shane has a real intense father complex, um, and Ric Flair was clearly someone he looked up to. Ric Flair wouldn't listen to his complaints, so Shane's one of those people where he's like, my complaints are legitimate, why would you listen to it? And they're like, because you're new guy, man. Like, you're going to get fucked. Also, like, um, Jim Hurd's fucking all of us. Just leave me alone. Like, learn how to read a fucking room. No, I'm important. And then he sees, what well, like, it basically is like, I, he'd be drunk in a restaurant where there's children. He'd be trying to fuck a waitress where there's children. And then, like, the story builds throughout Shane Douglas telling it where it's like, he took his penis out near children. And it's like, Ric Flair's a scumbag. I don't think he did that. Like, he would take his penis out around a bunch of stewardesses, which is also really fucked up. But Yeah, he, well, he, but that's probably what he's talking about is that he's on a flight, and then he takes his dick out, and it's at a stewardess, but there's a kid there. 
Yeah, but it's like, but it's. it's I don't think anyone's ever. I never thought about that until now, where it's like he's taking his dick out on these flights. But it's like, what if he's flying commercial? It's just yeah, he is flying commercial. This is just the thing. That's insane. That's fuck. Yeah, he's a fucking. Then he could be legitimately in jail for uh, sex crimes. He should be in jail for sex. Like Kevin Nash tells the fun story of uh, there were balloons in the hotel lobby. Ric Flair disappeared with the balloons, came back wearing the robe, opened it up. The balloons were tied to his dick. He went woo and then just went back in the elevator. Like, what are you doing, Rick? What are you fucking doing? Of course. And I agree. This is why. But the the whole thing about like him calling out Ric Flair was more so like part of the ECW thing where he calls out Ric Flair just to be like, I'm ECW's Ric Flair. I'm tougher than Ric Flair. I'm young. Look at me. And then by the time it's 1999, he looks like a guy who owns a car wash, but just shows up once a week to collect the money. That's cool, actually, though. Oh, sorry. He looks like Uncle. He looks like Uncle Randy, who's like, actually, I'm dating a girl. She's uh, <laughs> 21. <laughs> anyway, I have to literally buy her everything. She calls me. Know what she I calls like? Me, know uh, what I like about shit. me? I, uh, <laughs> I gotta go pick up my girlfriend from school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's that guy. But um, why did the police never arrest those guys? At I remember at my high school there were two guys that were dating high school students that were clearly adults and they would hang out out front yeah. of the school and if i was a cop i would just pop around after school and be like what are you doing here wispy mustached man it was 2002 i'm guessing uh, people weren't on the lookout for yeah. that yet. let me guess last name got i knew it <laughs> i always remember uh, remind people of this but let's not forget 1996 the movie clueless the storyline was she just turned 16 Time to fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And she's talking about... <laughs> and then she ends up in a relationship with her 22-year-old stepbrother because he's a senior in college. So he's he's at least 22, maybe older. And the end of that movie is... That's sick. Yeah. And the person is played by Paul Rudd somehow. Somehow Paul Rudd. Yeah. Not aged. Not aged. Yeah. He could play that role tomorrow. Adrenochrome. Adrenochrome. Now, the other thing you... Yeah, he's drinking baby fear, uh, or whatever it is. Yeah, I think it's baby fear. I don't know. I just... I, I Who love, knows? I love what, it. Here's what I do know. He becomes the franchise, Shane Douglas does. The and, um, franchise. <laughs> it leads to what I think is the worst match I've seen in wrestling. I was uh, half cut watching Thunder in high school. <laughs> Uh, Rick Flair was, or sorry, Rick Steiner was on all fours, so Shane Douglas could do a cradle, like you drop down on your back, roll him up in the cradle with the one with the pinning just the left leg. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Shane Douglas fell on his back and tried to pull Rick Steiner, and Rick Steiner just stayed on all fours and then kind of pinned him. The referee counted one, and then Shane didn't move, and technically Rick Steiner won the match because they were so confused. And then one time they they, <laughs> they had some of the worst. They had like no chemistry. One time, this one's on YouTube. I well, I was trying to find the Thunder match and I couldn't. There's a match where uh, Shane Douglas or er, Shane Douglas bends over for a back body drop, and then Rick Steiner gets confused and just whips him off the ropes. Anyway, it's it just stops completely and whips him off the ropes. It's some of the worst stuff. This you is can also possibly the time see. when it's like. 
who oh the Snyder brothers who are they again oh they're the two angriest men in wrestling they're just wandering around being like we're on we're on roads and that's the least of your worries i mean it's awesome though when he's big papa pump big papa pump is so well thought out and then rick steiner is just kind of forced to be on his own again and we should do a rick steiner episode because rick steiner's first character was that he was eugene i think people forget that yeah his character was he was eugene yeah he was eugene and then he had sex with a lady and then that lady made him smart it's the best it's the best Clearly, an epi- it's clearly written by like a cowboy, and then he fucks a chick, and then he becomes a man. Let's not forget the twist of that, and then she becomes a bastard because she then hangs out with two black dudes. Yeah, because she likes sex so much. Yeah, now. she. Yeah, and by the way, what's her name? She goes from like it's like it's Penelope Lovecraft child to to, to woman. woman. Yeah, not whore, just all women. This is what all women <laughs> will do to you. Um, Welcome to wrestling. It is a nightmare but douglas they keep on doing this which is there he's like you're in stables you're our stable guy so he actually allies with allies with the natural born thrillers <laughs> which is like him and mike sanders just fucking i mean we haven't told we haven't by, i meant to bring this up because i knew that we were going to talk about it. we haven't talked a lot for a long time about the wrestler reviews connection to mike sanders and i think it's time to bring it up mike sanders blogged us on twitter because we released a very critical episode about him unfortunately the same day his dog died and that was not on purpose but is wonderful <laughs> yeah and mike sanders is a stand-up comedian and when you hear that you think oh maybe he's good he is not good Mike Sanders' stand-up career is just calling people gay in a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, and we all know that that's Dylan's act. Minus yeah. the Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> so he's hacked my shit, man. Yeah. Hey, don't fucking steal Dylan's jokes. Hey, don't don't be a mid-2000s bully like me. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, WCW gets bought out, and then they... Uh, he doesn't fire... He, he doesn't fire uh, Shane Douglas on TV, Vince McMahon doesn't, but he doesn't not even he, he just probably which is so much worse yeah he just he just doesn't have him come he's just like no you can't come well why would you like you have so this is the wwf at this time other than obviously sting goldberg nash and hall are the dream company you could make for professional wrestling shane douglas just isn't in that no it's like i want a guy who has a head as big as the big shows but his body is just a bunch of empty barrels of water. I want a guy who looks like a water cooler with the head of a truck. That's yeah. what I want. It's fucking tight. So he goes to XPW and a Rod Black, baby. He's there for two fucking years. He's working for other indies, of course, but he's like, and he loves XPW and he talks about it very well. And that's the funniest thing to me where it's like, clearly he just likes being pushed and he'll work around everything else like he can complain about everything else but he's like i really like the aspect where i won and uh they did have a um find a kid and kill him match where they killed a real kid but i mean i think i showcased how good i am with wrist locks and the, yeah, main the event. thing that i enjoyed about working there is what i used to do is i used to uh i used to sit everyone down and talk to them about proops because <laughs> here's the thing also as soon as wcw shuts down then shane douglas starts talking a lot about how he reads philosophy which is if you're in mm-hmm. your 40s is uh that's code for 
Oh, oh, what do you believe in? Yes, Shane Douglas, big libertarian. Shane Douglas, I'm going to say this. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch the shoot interview? Well, t- Shane Douglas seems like the type of guy who didn't pay taxes in the 90s and then got a big tax bill, and he's like, hmm, I don't want to pay this. Shane Douglas seems like the kind of guy that's like, I made a lot of mistakes, and here's the one person that's not to blame. That's right, me. Uh, Shane Douglas also, of course, um, after uh, WCW closes, he goes on the independent circuit. He probably has a big belly. He's really annoying to everyone. He jo- he goes and starts working at Target in the saddest thing ever because the entire wrestling internet in 2007 literally just didn't talk did talk about nothing but this for days. Or it's just like, how could this happen to this man? This glorious man was the champion in ECW, a company that's known for two things: wonderful in-ring product and never paying the talent. How does he not have money? And also, to hear Shane Douglas talk about it, it's so sad. He's like, uh, they offer a wonderful package for uh, uh, gentlemen who are trying to raise a f- family. And you're just like, this poor fuck. This poor delusional fuck. And then, of course, Ric Flair gets wind of it and won't stop talking about it on Off the Record in the variety of Ric Flair post-retirement pre-TNA, where he is bitter as fuck because he's like, I can't go in the ring and all of the women won't let me. They'll let me buy them drinks, but they won't let me sniff their fucking breasts. <laughs> well, I mean, he's working at Target because he needs extra money because he's in TNA, baby, because that's where Vince Russo shows up next. I thought he was in TNA, then he quit, then he's a Target, then he's back in TNA. I didn't think they they overlapped. No, 2003 to 2006, pretty solid. He's working at, uh, sorry, 2003 to 2007, he's in TNA because he's a wrestler for a couple of years. He's in a stable with, this is very funny, he's in a stable uh, called The New Church which is Father James Mitchell and a bunch of other characters, like a bunch of other like um, dark characters. And then just Shane Douglas. Who's like, the darkest character of all. It just literally is look like uh, looks like you uh, you're, you needed parental supervision to a Marilyn Manson concert. That's oh, the new no. church. Dylan, you haven't seen the news. Marilyn Manson's no longer an appropriate reference. Okay, fine. You needed fucking uh, to an R. Kelly concert? Thank you. I came to play. It's the price you pay for something all day. But he tries to be the franchise again with Tracy Brooks. Oh, also something I want to talk about in WCW was that he gets Tori Wilson as a valet. And it's really like just doesn't work as well as him and Francine because it's like I remember thinking there's no way these two have ever seen each other even with their ankles. 100%. No, it's very off. Tori Wilson was like, can you move? I'm going to take my balaclava off. I don't want you to see my face. And he's like, that's understandable. Francine and because Paul Heyman was there, he made Shane Douglas claimed that he Paul made him and Francine sleep in the same hotel room, but they never slept together because Tommy Dreamer was fucking her. Um, Nice. And him and Dreamer fell out because they got caught holding hands somewhere. And he's like, you're fucking ruining our gimmick. And then. Tommy Dreamer was like, yeah, well, I think you're cheating on her with your wife. And it's the weirdest Tommy Dreamer. It's such a wrestler move of like, I know this isn't true, but I'll claim it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so he's in the new church. Obviously, that doesn't work. He has new stables that change every eight seconds. He, uh, As a manager, he managed the Naturals for a bit when they first debuted on TNN. And I thought that was okay other than the fact that the Naturals, that was Chase Stevens and Andy Douglas, just kind of stunk. They just kind of like were whatever. Yeah, they were irregular at best. <laughs> Dylan, you could use that if you want. Really? <laughs> Thank you. 
But the story of Shane Douglas after WCW, after the gold rush, is Target. It's, 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 the tar- it's Target and it's Ric Flair's glee over the fact that this guy that was mean. The, and I'll say it before. I, whatever Shane Douglas has to say about Ric Flair, it is accurate. Like, it seems petty and bitter. There's no way anything Shane Douglas saying about Ric Flair isn't right on point, baby. <laughs> But he's just better at wrestling. Ric Flair is. That's the th- that's the thing about uh, entertainment that sucks. He, Ric Flair is in the grand scheme of things for sure a worse person than Shane Douglas because Shane Douglas is just annoying and Ric Flair is a legitimate criminal. Yeah, yeah, Rick, yeah. Rick, every single one of Ric Flair's stories ends with him discussing someone he's fucked. Even though you're like, uh, I'm your accountant and I'm asking you where the receipts are. Uh, they're in Farrah Fawcett's tw- uh, twat. Woo. <laughs> Yeah, and it's also like Ric Flair will just do something nice like, here, make a wish. You want to meet the nature boy? I do. Can you win the match tonight for me? Sorry, but you're going to have to look at my cock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just going to have to see it. Hey, I don't uh, care. I don't, I don't know how to say this, but I'm just going to say it. Uh, first things first, got to suck on my dick. All right. I don't know how to tell you this, but um, I'm going to tell everyone I fucked your mom anyway, so we might as well fuck. <laughs> I'm a uh, assaulter. And I said it's me, Ric Flair. I just want to let you know that I just watched Braveheart. Can I prove it out to your wife? Woo! <laughs> and in the ultimate classy move, I mean, people are still wrestling, but Shane Douglas is also still wrestling. And as of October 2020, he has a match. COVID isn't real, bro. Sick. I don't know that he's a conspiracy theorist. I just think it's funny that... Even Shane Douglas got to break COVID protocol. The world needs to see Shane Douglas. He does. Let me tell you who I guarantee is an anti-masker. Shane Douglas, 100%. 100 fucking percent. Shane Douglas Apparently he went back to being a teacher. Good for him. I don't believe it. Yeah. All right. Can you imagine getting taught by Shane Douglas? And that's when I franchised Europe, otherwise known as the Holocaust. Guaranteed Shane is talking a lot of fucking about the fucking... Uh, Fountainhead. Oh, it's just him teaching Ayn Rand? Uh, 100%. Even though she's a woman, she made this one good point in a book. Franchised. Yes, she's anti-abortion, which some will tell you it's a woman's right to choose. They are wrong. Can I go to the bathroom, Mr. Douglas? Uh, say it the way we talk in Shane's class. Ugh. Can I go franchise the toilet, Mr. Douglas? Can I go franchise the toilet? Very good stuff, Dylan. So, John, John, what's the fucking best thing about Shane Douglas? His ECW title run and how he fucking told fucking uh, Gary Wolf who's fucking boss by grabbing by the halo, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty clear cut. Best thing about Shane Douglas, those two ECW runs. Worst thing about Shane Douglas, literally his other career. Like, if you take those ECW uh, runs out of Shane Douglas, it's crazy how bad his career is. And if you only have those ECW runs, it's crazy how good Shane Douglas's career is. It's really a... I don't know if there's anyone else like this in wrestling. Maybe Sandman, but Sandman was in ECW for so long. I mean, even Raven, you think about old ECW guys, like Raven had some good shit happen for him and good storylines in WCW. I think he's the most bipolar wrestling career I've ever heard of because it's like his legacy other than ECW is the dynamic dudes... Where it's, it's like great. this guy's, <laughs> these guys are gay, but we're not gonna say it. Also, uh, we're pushing them as baby faces, even though homophobia is the word of the day. Oh, and yeah. and then in ECW, he invents the character that 
I mean, isn't the best character in wrestling, but uh, with the Mr. McMahon character has dominated the world of wrestling, which is uh, I am this company. Check out how hot this babe is. That's so, yeah, that is basically what he's invented. Jeff Jarrett did it. Triple H did it. Rollins did it. Every single, like, every single, that's the new character for every single heel that's the champion now is is shane douglas's character of it's not it's not it's not a character beyond uh, just i am the champion i am that's who i am i am this entire company and he invents that character so good for him a weirdly a weirdly great and bad career all at the same time yeah it's incredible how bad it's incredible how well it's his bad career is remembered yeah I think it hit your hit yourself to Paul Heyman get in at the right time. This Shane Douglas also shows that like it's timing for everything because I think he comes in in 1997 in WWF and I think it's a completely different person we're talking about just because then it would be like WWF didn't have that much talent and for everything you want to say about Shane Douglas he was a solid worker and great on promos and he could have been like a mid card he could have been a mid card like whatever mid card heel. That would have been remembered fondly because he was like the only dude who could do promos for six months during when Austin was great. He could have fucking got if he comes in in 1998. You don't think this guy could have just like lost a couple matches to Austin for a world title for sure. It's weird that they didn't bring him in. I got to tell you, but it's it's Dean Douglas stuff either way. Oh, Douglas. yeah, for sure. He was a dick and then uh, that didn't work out. <laughs> basically the problem was he was a dick and he didn't get along with the person yeah the main the worst thing the worst thing with shane douglas is his personality is terrible best thing about him is he gave us the dominic Nucci uh impression at the beginning of this episode let me tell you something um what who's are we doing next week you fucking bag of shit next week we're doing this is gonna be a couple weeks late i think but we're gonna do lars sullivan baby a Man that we're going to have to research selectively because some of the forums that he posted on that will make up the entirety of the episode will get us on a watch list. Yeah, Dylan's already on them, luckily. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling Zone fucking three percenter. Yes, baby. Lars Sullivan, the man who Vince McMahon had a big old horny boner for, but then it turned out he was a uh, homophobic racist who did gay porn. What a episode it's going to be. Oh, boy. Thanks very much for listening, guys. You can get us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash wrestler review. We're going to have our Kevin Von Erich episode up soon. I don't know because we're recording this ahead of time. If it's already up, I hope you're enjoying it. Twitter and Instagram at wrestler review. I'm Dylan Gott at Dylan Gott on Twitter and Instagram at the John Hastings on Twitter and Instagram. John's on Twitch, twitch.com backslash twitch.tv. Sorry, backslash John Hastings comedy. My other podcast called Remarkable Teams. Fuck, 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 shit, shit, shit. Bye. Suck, 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 su